Welcome back to the Who Cares podcast. Today it's Lyndon and Peyton. Say hi, Peyton. Hello, everyone. This is the Christmas Christmas special of the podcast. And uh, Peyton, what's uh, how you feeling about Christmas so far this year? You know, are you feeling in the in the mood for the uh, the festivities? on it. I'm looking forward to spending some time with some family, but at the same time, like, it's pretty well just another day. What do you have going on this Christmas? Uh, well, on Christmas Day, I'm gonna go over to my grandparents' house and celebrate with them, and then on the 26th, uh, my parents are doing something with my stepbrothers and I. Uh, that's very. Do you have any? Uh, you have any weird family traditions you do every year, or anything like that? Not really. That's like super off the wall that I can think of, at least. Hmm. Uh, you know, we we normally do something on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, but uh, my grandpa had surgery earlier in the month, so oh, my grandparents, uh, my grandparents aren't doing a. Uh, christmas eve this year to kind of give him a little uh break towards you know, you know two days oh people. how how's he doing what uh he's he's actually doing good uh yeah he's he's doing good oh that's good i'm glad he's i'm glad he's doing okay yeah, yeah he's, he's healing nicely it sucks being um sucks being you know after a surgery you know around christmas time and stuff because i remember um, about a year, about two years ago, I thought I was going to lose my grandma on Christmas. She, uh, had her appendix burst Christmas Eve overnight. And on Christmas, we had, you know, around Christmas time, she had to be in, in the hospital and she had surgery and that was really hard on her family. So I, I understand how it feels about having a family go through medical emergencies on Christmas and it definitely ruins it. And then the year after that. Um, I actually had I actually had COVID on Christmas last year. Yeah, I missed my at the time my girlfriend's birthday, and I missed Christmas. That was the hardest thing, and that's what made me realize about this year is that I've always realized this for the longest time, which is which is a re- big reason why Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. But on holidays, it's not so much about what's going on with the actual holiday you know per se because christmas is about you know presents nowadays unless you look at religion wise which is about the birth of jesus but i think for big the biggest thing for me is christmas is about being with your family and your friends and the last the last two years I haven't. I got. I missed out on that because, you know, my my family two years ago spent. We were all together in a hospital, and that wasn't what it normally was. In the year, in last year, I was spent. I spent Christmas with my immediate family, but we were stuck in our house while everyone else was outside. You know, celebrating. You know, I didn't get to see my girlfriend at the time. And uh, that really, you know, it, it, it really did damage my mental health. And it took quite a while to gain, to recover from that. 
I mean, yeah, if you're used to spending the holidays with your family, it's and then you know, with your family, not just family, but friends outside of your just immediate household family, you know, it, it is hard not to see them for a year, you know, especially for, uh, when that, yeah. yeah, especially whenever some family you only see during the holidays, which is which is relevant for most people. Most people only see some of their family during the holidays. Yeah, I mean, it's they have drives to make. You know, it's the distances are far enough where sometimes it's just not feasible for people to visit their families outside of the holidays. And luckily enough, you know, work gives us, you know, most workplaces give you holidays off. Um, yeah. I'm thankful that my job allows me to be off for holidays and that because I'm one of those people that I, even though my family lives somewhat close to it, to me, my, the family that means the most to me, uh, which is, there's a lot of people in my family, but I only see one side of my family during holidays. And it's really hard whenever I come from a family that's, uh, you know, my parents are divorced and, my dad's parents are divorced, so I have four families, basically, that I have to see each holiday, and it makes it really hard on myself to not be able to see them. Uh, you know, besides holidays, and whenever, and I've never missed a holiday from seeing my family. So with that, you know, it, I understand how some people feel. I mean, having such catastrophe as being quarantined on Christmas really did do a lot to my mental health. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't doubt that at all. Like, like, like we were saying, it's important to visit that family during that time, but you're sick. You don't want to get them sick. Yeah. So it's, and, uh, and I wish it's a hard choice. Yes. And I wish my family, I wish my family got together more actually. You know, because we live decently close to each other. I mean, we're probably about, I'd say, an hour or so away from each other. I mean, for like everyone. The farthest person away from me is probably an hour, I would say. Yeah. And uh, they, they, I feel like we could all get together a lot more often than holidays because everyone's getting old, older. And it's just like you never know when tragedy's going to hit. And that's the scariest thing about life. Yeah, exactly. I, myself, I, I'm lucky that most of my family is in the same area as well. I mean, I live right across the street from my grandparents. So <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you have that. I really am. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Uh, <laughs> so I, I get to see them pretty well as often as I, I, I want to, which is I, – I go over there uh, – I try to go over there about once a week or so, at least. And that's good. I mean, most people don't, you know, value their grandparents in their life until they're gone. Yeah. And well, I mean, I mean, with with me, it's especially with my grandpa. Um, you know, I I grew up not really having that much of a father figure. I mean, my biological dad wasn't in the picture, and. My mom didn't marry my current stepdad until I was like 10 or 11, and her previous husband wasn't really that good of a role model. So 
what I had growing up was my grandpa. So he was kind of that male role model in my life. So I, it's really nice that I can still, I'm right across the street to where I can see him almost whenever I want. And that's, yeah. And that's amazing. My, I'm really close with my, uh, my mom's parents. They're, I, you could say they're my, my closest grandparents and I see them almost every single day. And that, that's really, that's really a blessing, especially around the holidays because you never know when you're, you never, you never know when a holiday will be your last with someone, whether it's, yeah, exactly. whether it's friends or family and whether they're dead or, you know, you did got, you did, you two just, you know, drift apart. I mean, I know that last Christmas I would have never known how big my circle was at that time, how much it would have been shrinking just by not being around people you know, not being in people's lives anymore. I had, you know, the friends I had last Christmas was, you know, astonishing. And, you know, I had a girlfriend and stuff like that. And now, you know, my circle has gone down so much that I'm really am blessed to have people I have around me. I'm blessed for my family. You know, I have, I have a great grandma still alive. And only a few years ago did my great great grandma pass away. Oh wow! Yeah, and that's a, that's astonished. That's that's a grateful the fact that I got to I I got to spend eleven years of my life knowing that I had a great great grandma alive. And this woman was amazing. She she drove into 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 her nineties. She was oh, a wow. Yeah, she was a very. She always had these driving gloves that she would never drive without these driving gloves on it was uh it was her driving gloves and it was astonishing that whenever i was in pre-k my teacher would talk to actually talked to my dad at parent teacher conference and said i think he has he, she said to my dad she said i think he has his heritage a little confused his family tree a little confused Anyway, my dad was, you know, responded, you know, how, why is that? And he goes, he keeps on talking about his great great grandma, but I think he has her confused with a grandma. And he said, no, he actually does have a great great grandma alive. And she went, yeah, she went, really? And my family's really young. She was only, you know, in her late. She was only. I say that as like it's young. She was in her late nineties when she died. But the fact Me. that. The fact that I was eleven when she passed away, give or take, that's astonishing. Yeah. yeah, most people don't even have a great great grandparent alive. Most people, some people don't even have a grandma alive. Yeah, I mean, you know, I had, uh, I had great grandparents. Uh, my great grandma passed away, and I think it was, I think it was October. It was, it's either, it was either late October or early November. My days are all kind of jumbled up at this point. But, uh, and she was my, other than my biological dad, which I don't know anything on his side of the family, she was my last great-grandparent living. That was by blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, my stepdad's grandpa is still alive, 
So I still have one great-grandparent left, but he's not by blood. I, I've only seen him, like, maybe five times. Mm-hmm. So I, I barely know the guy, but technically speaking, he is still my great-grandpa. Mm, the thing is, my I actually you know, I have a great grandma still alive, and just this past uh, oh was it I think it was September. No, 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 it wasn't September. It was July or just sometime in the summer. I'm not for sure. It's been quite a while, but uh, you know, I had a great grandma that I was I was really close to. She uh she actually passed away, and. I'd known her for 18 years, and she was only in her 70s. Wow. I mean, I say only as, you know, like, it's not super, you know, that's not astonishing that she got that much. She lived to be that long. But the fact that I was able to connect with someone that, and her life story was amazing. You know, she went from living in California and Las Vegas, you know, she moved to where we live, where we live now which is in the Midwest. And, you know, hearing her life story of, you know, she went from, you know, you know, she went post Great Depression all the way to 2021. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, my, my great grandma was born the year the Great Depression started. Uh, yeah. I'm Hold on. She was either born in 27 or 29. I knew it was one of those odd number years. I think it was 29, though. I don't know. I don't have her birth her birth year memorized, but... Well, where was she born at? Dox your grandma now. Do it. Yes, I'm totally going to dox my deceased great-grandma. Give me her tombstone address. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> exact geographic coordinates of the tombstone. Give me your dead grandma's longitude and latitude right now. <laughs> um, I want to put her tombstone address into my Google Maps and go see it for myself. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I'm grateful I got to talk to her about her experiences You know, as a kid growing up through there. And uh, as a young adult in World War II, it was really interesting to hear a lot of her stuff. Uh, she actually worked in several factories during World War II. Uh, I don't know what order she worked in them in or anything like that. But throughout the duration of the war, she worked in a shoe factory, I believe a radio factory, and a bomb factory. Was your grandma Arabic? No, she was not Arabic. Then why was she working in the bomb factory? That, that's a little sus, man. <laughs> You're that's that's not the most serious note, but that's really cool. That that's great that you, yeah, that's not great. Not any means it's not great that your grandma lived through the Great Depression and worked for factories and whatnot. But it's great the fact that the young, the, you know, the twenty twenty one gener, you know, like the twenties generation, got to hear, you know, me and you professionally, we got to hear live first person, you know, tells 
of that generation from somebody that was, you know, in their 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah, I mean, in another decade, there's going to be no one left, hardly, that could give you first-person information about no. what happened during this. And what's, 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 I mean, what's, a, you know, what's really mind-boggling is the fact that a 90-year-old person and, let's say, a 10-year-old would have completely different lives. Yeah, I mean, Un, unimaginable. I like the time the ninety-year-old person. There, they could not have came up with a with an ideal of the life that a person that's ten years old came up with. I mean, yeah, you know, a person who was born, you know, who's ninety now, they witnessed the invention of. <laughs> everything hard it seems like everything that makes our modern life how it is i mean they've seen cars get super advanced they watched us go to the moon they you know saw us shoot anything up into space really uh they've witnessed the birth of the internet i mean you know they like people who were 90 they were full adult adults like you know the internet was invented in like what like the late 80s something like that yeah and they were, you know, they were probably had, they definitely had kids. They probably had grandkids even by then, by the time the internet was starting to come about. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to cut you off real quick. I just read about a Marine and his fiance got married at a Whataburger. Okay. And... <laughs> What's your thoughts on that? I mean, Whataburger's pretty good. I've been there once whenever I was visiting family down in Texas. But getting married at one, I don't know. Do you take your lawfully wedded wife to be your... Oh my gosh, no, no, no. Would you take your lawfully water wife to be your... <laughs> I can't even like get it out of my mind. Imagine having a ceremony at Whataburger. And I do, and I'll also take a number two as well. <laughs> Instead of flower girl, there's a girl walking down the aisle throwing fries. French fry eater. The French fry eater. Yes. Do you take uh, do you take this girl to be your lawfully wedded water wife? I do. Do you take this man to be your lawfully wedded water husband? And I pronounce you uh husband and wife. What the hell? Dude, that'd be a cursed that'd be a cursed wedding. Oh, uh, dude, and the, and the catering would also be Whataburger? Ugh. That's disgusting, dude. But uh, it, it is kind of sweet because I, I was as, as I was talking about it, as we're making fun of it, I'm looking at it. And uh, so apparently it's a Marine and his wife. And they, uh, he had very little time for a wedding on a 10-day leave. So they went back mm -hmm. to their first date location. So apparently their first date was Whataburger. 
I mean, Which, that's Texas as fuck. I mean, I wouldn't really. This is very recent, actually. They got married three days ago. Oh, wow. I I wouldn't say Whataburger would be a very good first date location. But it obviously worked for them, though. I mean, I could think of so many worse wor- first dates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely worse first dates, you know, that you can Abortion clinic. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, that's a pretty bad one. That 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 didn't even pop up in my mind. Uh, yeah. VFW suppose... bingo. Hey, bingo's fun. McDonald's dumpster. What's what's you the what a burger? What's the what's the what's the worst date you could think of? First date. First date. Um, Harambe being shot, that'd be the worst first date, going to, oh, going to the zoo and yeah. seeing Harambe getting shot. You, you have to think about it. I mean, they were at, what was it, Cincinnati Zoo? Yep. There had, there had to have been someone on their first date there that day. Imagine somebody is like, oh, our first date was the day Harambe got shot. Uh, if, <laughs> oh. In the Chance anyone is listening to this podcast that happened to have their first date at Cincinnati Zoo the day Harambe got shot. We want you on the podcast. Um. Well, no. Please email me at a uh, LindenFox13 at gmail dot com, and uh, please uh, email us how that experience went. Did you see Harambe get shot? Please tell us about it. And, and also, how is the relationship now? Did you guys get divorced? Did you have get married? Did you have kids? Let us know. Are you still dating? I mean, you know, in the off chance that one of you guys listening that happened, we want to know. Yeah, it's very sad. The It's very sad to see such a uh, bright star you know, like Harambe himself, die. But, hey, I mean, maybe Harambe dying gave two couples some, you know, you know, maybe him dying allowed many couples to like, come to, yeah, come together. What's some other, maybe. what's some other, <laughs> walking through New York on 9-11? Holy shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you just on a walk with you know this, this person you've had your eye on, Dude. and all of a sudden you just hear a big like crashing sound. Oh my god! Dude, you have to think about it. There is somebody that proposed to someone at the time of the plane crashing in New York. Has oh, to be. There there would have had to have been, like... Honey, I got a surprise for you. Gets on one knee and two towers collapse. Hun- <laughs> honey, that- I got a surprise for you. Gets on one knee. I'm a terrorist. Can you just imagine, like... Pray- they have, like... Like, they're, they're in, like... Let's say they're in a public place. Like, you know, there's the news playing somewhere. He gets down on his knee to propose... And then they say a plane has crashed into the towers or whatever they said. Praise, praise Allah. <laughs> praise Allah. 
Um, worst first date, Pearl Harbor, 1941. Yeah, that would have also been a bad one. Honey, let's go, now, to, let's go to Hawaii. This one is less situational and more of a, an activity you shouldn't do. Whenever you're on a first date with a girl, you probably shouldn't show her cartel beheading videos. That is also a really bad first date. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Want to see... Want to see uh, ISIS behead somebody? Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's like fourth date material. Fourth date. Yeah, fourth. See, okay. First date, you're getting to know each other. Second date, still getting to know each other. Third date is the one where, like, okay, that's, that's like the socially acceptable. Like, okay, yeah, you guys can have sex after the third date. After the fourth date, that's whenever you can start showing them uh, beheading videos. Sex. Sex doesn't happen until you're married, Peyton. Yeah. Yeah. Premarital sex is a sin, y'all. Yes, it is. If you if you have premarital sex, you're going to hell. Remember that. Remember that, kids. Kids, listen to this podcast. If you have sex before you are married, you um, are actually going to displease God. So don't do that ever. Don't have sex. Yeah. Don't have sex. Don't have sex. Remove <laughs> Remove your reproductive organs. Do it. Boys and girls are both icky. Did you know that a girl can give you cooties? Oh, cooties. Nasty. Diabolical. It's actually it's actually like the COVID vaccine from God. We want to stay away from it. We want to stay away from girls. Did you just compare cooties to the vaccine? Yes. We don't want them. Damn. This has now turned into a based right-wing podcast. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) But... We gotta invite Joe Rogan on. Yes, like Joe Rogan would get on our podcast. If you could have, if you could have anyone on the podcast, who would you want on the podcast? I mean, I I just I did just say Joe Rogan. He'd be a cool one to have on. You want Joe Rogan? He would would never. No, no way in hell. No, I mean, maybe if I got like, you know, a few hundred thousand listeners a week, then maybe, and if I had the money. But I don't think I, I don't think I can pay the check big enough to get Joe Rogan on this podcast. I mean, you know, okay, I have a plan to get him on the podcast. We get a big cardboard box and a stick. We tie a string to the stick and put DMT <laughs> under the box. When he goes to get the DMT, we pull the string really quick and catch him in the box. Ha! Gotcha. And then what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? We gonna drag him, you know. How, well, it's, then we feed a microphone into the box, and we don't let him out of the box until he agrees to be on the podcast. Yeah, but then once we release him, what's gonna stop him from like killing us? You know how Jack Joe Rogan is. I do, uh, and how we do that is we just simply don't release him. Dude, if we. What do you mean? You said we're not we're not gonna release him until he offers to do the podcast. 
But if he offers to do the podcast, we release him. He's gonna kill us. Well, you know, minor detail. Like, do you not know how Joe wrote uh, how jacked he is? See, I, I feel like depends on what drugs we put in there with him. Dr- no, he's not gonna do drugs. He does like DMT. He said he's done like shrooms and stuff. Like yeah, that. but we're not gonna give him any. We're not gonna give him any fuck. We're not gonna give him any drugs. That's how we lure him into the box. <sighs> yes, but then we gotta like eliminate it. So, Joe Rogan recorded an insane power cube score of a hundred and fifty-one thousand when he visited the UFC Performance Institute in Las Vegas. Wow. What is what is Power Cube score? What's in the same? What's Power Cube? I don't know. That was a big number. I don't understand. I don't understand what what Power Cube is. I'm gonna have to look that up. Power Cube. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out Power Cube. Power Cube. Is a technology-based coaching system for combat sports and martial arts, but how is it measured? Measurement. There it is. I am finding it. Um. Okay. Well, it doesn't show me anything, but like, I want to know how. I want to know how strong Joe Rogan is pound for pound. Obviously, he could easily take me down. Easily. No. No chance. No chance. At all. If Joe Rogan wanted to fight me, I would. I wouldn't. I. I would cower like a like a possum. Like I'd. I'd play dead. Yeah, that, that's kind of what you have to do. Like at that point, like you yeah. have to accept it. Oh yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan's coming at you. Yeah, you're dead. Sorry, your life has flashed before your eyes. Yeah. Now, if we were to take down Joe Rogan, how would we do it? Well. From listening to Two Bears, One Cave, starring Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura, they're really good friends with Joe, and I've, I've heard of some of what Joe's, Joe's been able, like, Joe's up to. And I, th- I think I know some weakness. So what you're saying is we have to listen to other podcasts to find out his weaknesses. No, no, no. I already listened to it, so I already know his weakness. His weakness? Okay. Ice cream. Ice cream. Okay, okay. So what I'm doing is, Joe has a... He's never not been fit his entire life. Really. Mm-hmm. He's always been in top condition for anything. Even right now. Let me look up... Like, even if I looked up a picture of him right now... I bet he would still object. Joe Rogan, twenty twenty one. There we go. We pull up an image of him really quick. Joe in twenty twenty one. Dude still looks jacked. Absolute jacked. So there's no, there's no age is not getting to him right now. Joe Rogan is going to be that old person when he is seventy years old, and even then, he's not even going to look that bad in his seventies. Yeah, I mean, how old is the guy? Jorgen, I believe he's from 54. 
That sounds right. I mean, he doesn't look it. Joe Rogan is... Oh, yeah, he has abs and stuff, dude. He is 54. Yep, he was born August 11th, 1967. Wow, his birthday is two days before mine. Nice. I'll have to remember that and send him a card. Yes, Joe Rogan. Send Joe Rogan a birthday card. Joe Rogan, please come on your podcast. I'm on a podcast for your birthday. Please. I would love... I would love to give you some brownies made out of cricket flour. We actually ordered the cricket brownies. For anyone who listened to that episode. Yes, the cricket flour has came in to make the cricket brownies. And I think we're actually going to eat them on podcast. Yes, we won't have – I don't think we'll have the video to show it. But you'll at least hear our reactions. I might actually record it separate. Like, I will record it, and then I'll set up a camera of us eating it. I think you actually might get together in person and record an episode and actually eat. And who knows? We might have some other guests on to eat the eat the cricket brownies, too. But that we, we have, you know, Peyton actually has the package. In person, so we are going to make the cricket brownies, which is disgusting. Yeah, yeah and on when we decide to do it, uh, so this company, I forget, I think it's called Mischief, uh, recently did a project where uh, they were showing out artificial flavorings, mm-hmm. and they made uh, chips flavored like <laughs> things that are legal in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. I I ordered a couple bags of them. Uh, I there was one flavor they were sold out of, but I got the other two flavors. What are the, what are the flavors? Uh, the one they were sold out of was Fuku, the puffer fish. Oh. But, but the two I got were horse meat, dude, and and uh, kazu marzu. That sounds appalling. Yeah, Kazu Marzu is a sheep's milk cheese. It's kind of like a Stilton, uh, but they leave the top uncovered so maggots nest in it, and the maggots eat the cheese and oh yeah, screed it. That like I think it's from like Sardinia or something like that. It is illegal here in the United States to actually have that cheese. Yeah, I actually these, chip, these chips are flavored to taste like it. I actually have heard of that cheese before. Yeah. I would never so, eat that cheese. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't eat the actual cheese. I, maybe. Maybe. No, I'm good. I'm, pre- I'm pretty adventurous when it comes to food. That being said, if the chips come in by the time we decide to do that episode, we could try those too on the podcast. I would love to actually get some. I, I would love to try it. I really would. Well, then I guess look forward to that. Yeah, they are. I actually just checked the order earlier. Right now, they are in California on the way here. Jesus, man. We're going to become like a food reactor, dude. If anybody listening has some uh, weird product they want to send us, email me at linenfox13 at gmail.com and. I'll send you a P.O. box. 
for you to yeah. send stuff to me because you know I'll try. I mean, we'll try random food. If you have random food, you know, around the world, want to send it to us, lemonfox13 at gmail.com. Email me subject line, try my food or try this object and uh, send it to me, and uh, we'll try on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm down to try just about anything. Uh, there's a few I say just about because I know you sick fucks on the internet. <laughs> People on the internet are pretty disgusting. Not gonna lie. <laughs>